Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Graham, and I will be your host today. Joining me, we have the dynamic duo, the Batman and Robin. (laughs) You choose who is who. Andrew Matrone is in the building. Oh, man. It's been a minute. I was going to say, it's been a minute. What have you been up to? Uh, Dude, everything. Everything Everything and nothing. (laughs) I feel like I'm doing more things in my life than I ever Thought I would do, but I'm like I couldn't tell you what I'm actually doing. Yeah, you've taken on some bigger roles at the church, and yeah, kind of so oversee everything, or at least that's how it feels. I am. I'm doing a lot more at the church, and so, dude, life's been good, man. Summer, summer's been good. Been at the pool a bunch with my son. I feel like I've been trying to. I've been in this new place where I've been trying to be really efficient in my work. I'm like I I don't feel like I have to like sit in my office for eight, nine hours a day. I'm like, I can bust my tail, get some work done, then go be with my family. Yeah. My son. So I've been really trying to be intentional this summer with things like that. So it's been, it's been hot as crap this summer. (laughs) I literally saw, I don't know if this is true, but I saw something on Instagram that said that it is the hottest July in the history of the world since we've been recording like world temperatures, like on average around the world. Well, it's been hot and smoky. Yeah. Thank, thank you, people who do your gender reveals in California. You've been lighting, <laughs> been catching whole mountains on fire. Seriously. But yeah, because I, I I try to run like four or five times a week, and they were saying, like, if you're outside for like an hour in this, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes. Great. <laughs> so, so you're literally doing your body worse. Yeah, I'm like, I think I died a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been really hot. And I'm like trying to be like the good dad who's like, let's get outside and go have fun today. Need to be outside. I'm like, no, it's freaking hot. Like, let's stay inside. Space Jam Two. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, here, dude. Have you seen that? Yeah, I haven't. And I, based off what I've heard, I don't know if I want to. Dude, honestly, here's here's the thing, is I've always been on like the Jordan Lebron of like who's greater because Lebron's our generation in a big way. Yeah, Jordan got cut the tail end, but my son, he he wanted to watch Space Jam Two. But I'm like, well, you have to watch the original. So he we watched them back to back together, and I'm like, "Who do you like?" He's like, "He said he liked LeBron." No, but I, I found myself watching those two, and I'm like, "I'm Jordan, baby." Yeah, you can't replace Jordan and Space can. Jam one. And that I, I I need to watch it, and maybe it's just the bias that I bring, but I'm like, dude, Space Jam was a huge movie for me as a kid. Like, that's like touching the Sandlot yeah. or like trying to do something different with like just those classic movies. Oh yeah, it's like leave them alone, man. Space Jam Two, you'll be like, oh wow, I haven't watched cartoons, like, cartoons for twenty years. Okay, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, hey, we're getting LeBron out on the podcast soon. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, well, like he might month. even call in today. Who knows? So, <laughs> he's a huge <laughs> listener of the podcast. So. Yeah, he really is. No, but a couple weeks ago, we started a series, and then we took a break when Doug was here. Um, kind of went off topic a little bit, but we kind of started this conversation on work, jobs, careers, um, basically all things jobs. Uh, I, I think I read a statistic 
couple weeks ago that you will spend about a third of your life working a job. You'll spend a third of your life asleep, a third of your life doing whatever you want, like hobbies, friends, family, and then 90,000 hours of your life will be spent at a career. And so it's an important part of our life, our faith, um, how we follow Jesus, like in our jobs. And so we talked about this very briefly, but I kind of want to dive into this first question about jobs and careers is just where, like, why did God make work? Like, is work good for us? Is it something that uh, was a gift to us? Is it a part of his original plan? Is it like a punishment? But why why did God make work for yeah. us? Because it feels like at least the ideal American dream is to not work and yeah. to have a big house and to sit at the pool all day Watch Space Jam 2 if that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, so many of us spend so many hours in our life trying to not work. Mm-hmm. Is work good and is work something that God gave us as a gift or is it a result of sin in the fall? Yeah. No, I think that's good. I, you know, there's there's been a, like a lot of books recently that have come out that have been talking about the value of work and kind of trying to to change the perspective from like, the office sitcom of like, <laughs> I work at a job I hate with people I really don't like that I pretend to like. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get to the weekend, you yeah. know? Um, but there, there's been a lot of things I think that have been coming out where people have started to take a different look at work and taking different perspectives. And I think it's been really healthy. And so like that thought, like, is, is work good for you? Did, did God create work? Is it, um, is it a blessing? Is it a punishment? You know, I think, when you when you go back all the way to Genesis one, you you realize that God worked, yeah. like the creator of the universe, he worked and he worked by creating. Like for his the first six days that we see, um, in Genesis, that was God working. That was God creating the the heavens and the earth. God worked. God created. I'll even take it as far as saying like God was an entrepreneur. Like. I, I someone had a definition of entrepreneur once um, that said anyone who takes a risk to create something new for the benefit of others. So if you're an entrepreneur, like you're taking risks, you're putting yourself out there to create something that hasn't been created, but your real goal for the end of it, yes, probably to make some money, but is hopefully to benefit other people. And so when you think about it in those terms, like God is an entrepreneur. God yeah. took something where there was nothing and he created something new. He took a risk in creating us and humanity in the world uh, for the benefit of others. So when you think about it, like why why did God work? Why did God create what well, God created for the good of good of others? So when you kind of think about it in those terms, like God was creative, that like God worked, but then not only did God just work, but God then cre- he invited us into that work. Yeah. So if you think about it for a moment, if if, if you're listening and you're intrigued by this at all, think about this that we were created in God's image. So we were created in the likeness of God. And so God worked and God created. So therefore we are created to, to work and to be creative. So God left the world largely undeveloped and uncultivated. He, he created a canvas and then he invited us to enjoy it and not just enjoy the world, but to develop the world, to, to yeah. work the land. This was before the fall. This was before Adam and Eve um eight of the apple. So like when God created the world, like we were God's succession plan to continue to develop 
the world. So I read this book recently. It's called Called to Create. It's by this author named Jordan Rayner. And basically the whole aspect is like God called you to create. Like every single person that's ever walked this planet is a creative. Yeah. Um, But he, he said this quote. He said, God created animals but didn't give them names. God created stars, but didn't create the instruments that allow us to study the stars. Uh, God created land, but he didn't create irrigation systems. Like God created this world, but vastly undeveloped and then invited us into um, the process. So so we would see that work um, is not a punishment, that work is a gift, and it's and it's something that God has invited us into the process of, yeah. of work. Yeah, I think I think we have to reframe the way we look at work if if we're going to have like a biblical uh, idea of work. Um, asking that question, is work good for you? Did God create work? Like, yes, absolutely. And I think the original intent, kind of like what you were saying, was God's desire was always to partner with mm-hmm. humanity. Um, that's why I just, even on like a theological level, um, I'm not like reformed. I don't think that like we're all just like puppets. Like from Genesis 1, we see that God desired a partnership. Yeah. Now, obviously, yeah. he's the senior partner. He's the <laughs> one that knows the beginning from the end. Um, there is a level of just like, you know, we can try our hardest and God can bring about what he wants. But at the same time, it was never God's intention for us to just kind of chill. Um, right. like, like you were saying, God gave us raw material and said, hey, go do something with it. Yeah. Like, go make cities. Go expand the territory of the Garden of Eden. Um, and and it was a partnership. Yeah. And I think so often when we, when we talk about work, we kind of think of punching the clock or doing what I need to do just to get that paycheck. Yeah. We kind of fantasize about the day we don't have to work. What's retirement going to look like? And we see these YouTubers and influencers or whatever who are 26 and retired and Fighting professional fighters, Jake Paul. <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily pro violence, but I would just love to see him get clocked. One. I know it's got it's got to happen soon. It's got to happen. But we we kind of have this dream, this like inverted dream of work, of where we kind of work work is like this necessary evil until we can just relax. When really, in God's intention, where work was this like partnership that allows us to be creative and. And have an impact on the earth. Yeah, like God yeah. wants us to leave a positive mark on our planet, on our children, on generations. And that kind of happens through work. Yeah. And so I think both of us would agree work is a good thing. Yeah. That God sees work as a good thing and that he made us all to work in some way, shape, or form. So right. I, th- I think that kind of leads us then to this question of does God have, if God's all-knowing, all-powerful, and he creates people as individuals, does God have a specific job or career in mind for us? I think like in church, we can call that purpose or calling. Mm-hmm. Um, but would you? how would you advise somebody that's like, man, I don't know what God put me on this earth to do. And right. maybe you just graduated college, or maybe you got into the career that you went to school for, and you just realized like, have zero passion for this. Do you think that God has made us to do like one or maybe two specific things? Yeah. Um, I, I used to think that like, cause I, I think I grew up like, um, AG Bible belt where it was like, I felt God called me to this. 
Yeah. And so I used to kind of always have that that thought. I remember I felt like God called me into youth ministry. And then I did youth ministry for a while, and then I felt like God called me to, like, start an internship program. And then I, and then I did that. And then God called me into young adults, and then God called me into something. Like, so the there has been, like, a common theme, I yeah. feel like, in a lot of the work that I've done. Um, but even that common theme was I was a I was a weightlifting coach for a high school team when I was in college playing football, um, but there was always like this common theme of like I love being around young people that I I get to develop and I get to pour into. So so I I don't know if like when it comes to like a specific job that I feel like um, that God will will call you to. Maybe there are some people, dude, who picked a pick the job and they stuck with it their entire life. But I do think that God hardwires you in ways that have certain themes where regardless of your job, that that common theme will be strung throughout. So, so for example, say I'm doing this right now. I'm a pastor and I get to work with our staff and I get to work with young adults and youth and, and I love to develop. But the reality is, is that if I got, if God placed me in like at King Supers, or something, and it was like, hey, you're gonna be a, a teller, or you're gonna be um, a manager at King Supers. That are, if, if you're listening from another place, that's a grocery store around here. Yeah, the common theme that I feel like God has always called me to is to be someone who, who develops people. So I would look for avenues in that job to to do that. Um, I don't I don't know if that makes sense, but I heard a, you know that Mike Rowe guy who does dirty jobs. dirty jobs yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. His, basically, his whole thing is like, hey, there are a lot of jobs out there, but people are passionate about doing these like horrible jobs that no one else on the planet yeah, wants to do. It. Yeah. And he says this. He said, when it comes to your job, he said, don't follow your passion. Follow your opportunities and bring your passion with you. Yeah, that's And so good. I do think that God gives you passions, but the reality is that we walk through the open doors, and that's been my life of like walking through the next door where there's the next opportunity. But some of those passions, those hard wirings that God has created me, that's that's how I found myself really finding fulfillment in some jobs that I didn't really enjoy. Yeah. Like when I was a janitor or when I was a window washer and you know, so yeah, yeah I, I don't know if that Yeah, no, I think I, I love that you kind of like tease this perspective out a little bit. Um, but I love this idea that callings can be seasonal. I think when people ask this question of like, what's my purpose? Or if you're searching through a career, we kind of want to know the one thing mm-hmm. we'll spend the rest of our lives doing. Um, but I think th- all throughout scripture and just even in people's lives, like I think about my grandparents or even my parents, like like you said, I think there is an overarching theme. Maybe you're a people person. Maybe you're awesome at analytics. Maybe you're great with finances you'll probably see yourself in jobs that deal with finances or analytics or people. But I think callings can be very seasonal. And I think that's where a lot of people coming out of college or coming out maybe of their first job and and they thought this was the one and it doesn't end up being the one. And you kind of have this like crisis of career sort of in your early 20s. Is I think it's okay to embrace the reality that you can be called to something and then be called out of something yeah. or you or your Absolutely. calling can change. I, I think we kind of need to de- demystify this like 
lifelong call. Yeah. It, when it comes to like specifics, like you said, I think to some degree, your life will always have something to do with either ministry or developing people. Mm-hmm. That's just like you said, there's an overarching theme in your life over and over again where God's put you in opportunities to develop people and to pour into other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but that's played out even in your life mm-hmm. in so many different avenues. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I just think that if somebody were to ask, does God have a specific job or career? Yes and no. I think God's wired you like you're saying a certain way, but that can be one thing for the rest of your life that you just find and fall in love with, or you can do ten things yeah. for the rest of your life that you find and fall in love with. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really good. And uh, Harry Snyder, which is the guy who created In and Out Burger, like in 1948 or something. Um, yeah, Harry Snyder, who created In and Out Burger in 1948, he was a believer, and he was some he was an entrepreneur. He created something that wasn't there, created a whole other channel um, of fast food, and he said a calling is when we do something for the one who called us to create. And so, he he put like a calling is not not your job. A calling is not what you do. He's like a calling is when you're doing something for the one who created you to do it. And, and that, that's always been something that if I can keep that at the forefront of like, okay, God placed me here, put me in this job and I'm going to work onto him. And I'm not going to necessarily just work for a paycheck or, cause look, when really up until you're like mid to later twenties, you are working for a pay, you're working cause you need to pay the bills. Yeah. But you can still have deep, deep levels of fulfillment within that job. I think especially if we take this kind of thought of regardless of what I do, I'm doing this as work to join in with the thing that God called me to join in with. Um, so I, th- I think that's that's where calling can, I don't know, can really help us to to not just be dissatisfied constantly in our work. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that God does – give you a calling or a purpose. And I think it's a lot more overarching. Like we love specifics, but I think part of partnering with God and creating whatever, like we were talking about in Genesis, like God wants a partnership with you is letting you kind of figure out those specifics and those, those details. But I would say, and I'd be willing to bet my house on this, that 99% of the people listening to this podcast are probably in a season where they feel like they've got a call, they feel like they've got a passion, and their job has absolutely nothing to do with that. I think, I mean, I remember for me, I was a lifeguard for a long time. I, you know, I worked just odd jobs. I worked at a gym as a front desk person. I worked as a personal trainer. I worked as a tutor for students in elementary school, like, and it was fun, like, but I had, if you were to say, are you passionate about this? I would say, like, absolutely not, you know? And so, so we're called to work. We do feel like that God has given each of us gifts and purpose um, that should be poured out in our work. But what do we do if, like, right now our job is just, like you said, like some part-time work to pay the bills, or maybe we're driving Uber or driving DoorDash, and we're trying to get to where we want to be. How do you yeah. how do you handle the season that I feel like most of our listeners are in of I've got this thing I would love to do one day, but that couldn't look any further away from my actual reality of like what I'm doing. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think it's okay if you're sitting in that kind of spot. So say say you're working and you're a bank teller, um, but you're like, dude, I just know that I'm called to be a, a pastor one day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, what I'm not going to do is encourage you just to like shut that out of your mind and don't ever think about it or don't don't look for opportunities or don't don't pursue um becoming a pat like but i i think that the last thing you want to do is force something that god has not opened the door clearly for you like you in the kingdom of god i've learned you do not want to go just busting down doors and be like yeah. all right god now bless me i'm here <laughs> yeah. um but like I, I would encourage someone to start like going down that path like if you feel called to to do something else we'll start start praying about it start researching it start start looking for opportunities to to jump into that or learn or grow in that area that you you feel like you you want to be in but hold loosely to that and and I think there's something so um placing our heart in a posture of humility with God saying God I feel like I'm called to do this I would love to do this Lord, I pray for opportunities to, to happen. But until you open that door, Lord, I'm going to remain faithful where I'm at. You know, and I th- I think that we have a young generation that's just like jumping yeah. at at any and every opportunity and, and forcing their way because we live in a world where you can. Like everything is at your disposal and fingertips. Um but but so so that that to me I'm like no Dream about it. Pray about it. Look for opportunities. Don't don't just shut that out of your life and close your eyes to it and say it's just never going to happen. Or God, if you're going to make it happen, you have to swing the door wide open. Um, I don't know. Even for me, I'll let you guys in. Uh, about a year and a half ago, me and my wife started hearing like, are we supposed to plant a church? And and we felt like maybe that's something we want to do one day. We started walking down that road, and God opened like these weird little doors, and we started walking through them. We even took a trip somewhere, and then God like shut it. But during that whole time, we, had, we were very open handed of like, God, if that's what you want for us, then we'll start. But we're gonna keep remaining. And God ended up shutting the doors, but He did other things through that. So yeah. Um. So anyway, so I think that that's that's something where start taking steps towards it. Yeah. Um, but be open-handed. Yeah. I think there's like an age-old principle in church um, that if you're faithful with a little, God will give you more. And I think for anybody that's here listening, um, there's there's always a reason for you to be at the job that you're at right now. There's always something you can learn. There's always something you can take away. Yeah. doesn't matter if you're like flipping fries at McDonald's or if you're like an intern at, in the corporate world and you're trying to work your way up. God doesn't waste seasons. And so yeah. I would say, just to kind of preface this, um, whatever you're doing, give it your best because you're creating like a reputation for yourself yeah. and you're showing God that you can handle more. Um, and then another thing that I, I kind of like to think about is if you're in a job right now that you're just kind of doing to pay the bills and you don't have a lot of purpose or passion for it, man, pastor where you're at, like as a Christian, like your, your only real role at this place might be to invite somebody to church. Maybe God opened this door for you to work at this place to literally have a conversation with somebody, to invite somebody to talk about Jesus with someone. 
I remember when I was saving up to move out to Denver, I knew that I was coming out here to help start a church, and I was super pumped. And I had about a year from when I graduated college to when everybody was moving out here to help start a church. And so I just worked every job I could. I I worked uh, as a substitute teacher. I worked at Alamo Draft House. I wish I seen you as a substitute teacher. I was the most chill substitute teacher. Yeah, you have to be. You got to be a cool one. Yeah, I know. You can't be the one who makes me do the work. No. I literally, I had my spiel. You know, I, I'll give it. And <laughs> nobody probably cares. But I literally, with every class, I was like, hey, listen, this is probably terrible. My parents would be so ashamed because they're actual <laughs> teachers. But I would roll in and I'd just be like, hey, at the end of the day, I'm going to get paid no matter what. Here's the assignment that your teacher has. If you want to do it, like I would encourage you to do that and I can help. But if you don't, all I ask is that you don't mess with other people and you stay quiet and you just chill. And so many kids were like, that's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, every, I don't care if you pass Any or teacher fail. who listens to this, their heart just cringed a little I know. Bit. I'm sorry. To all you amazing <laughs> teachers, I'm like the worst possible person to, to have sub. That's why I don't do it anymore. Uh, that's funny. But I was at the Alamo Draft House. Um, I would work there. I'd substitute during the day. I'd work there during the night. And I honestly could. I hated it. I, I just, it just sucked. Um for me, I'm just not wired to be a, a, a waiter to deal with people who are mad that they didn't have enough pepperonis on their pizza. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude. Seriously. Just save you a day of your life, bro. <laughs> yeah. and the, and the extra pepperoni. Yeah, and I ate some when I was coming to deliver it to you. <laughs> but um, but I but I distinctly remember people that I worked with there were just amazed that I was gonna move to help start a church. Yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, there, there can be like this weird, like waiter restaurant culture where people like, I don't know why, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's still, this was just the Alamo, but there's like a weird, like hookup culture within like waiting I've staff. Heard that about like restaurant. Yeah. Like y'all are out late. Like people go drinking after like your shifts and stuff. And people just couldn't wrap their mind around the fact that I was like a Christian and was actually going to leave to work at a church. That was yeah. like so weird to people. And it, it actually like opened the door for me to have some really awesome conversations with people that could have cared less about Jesus. Yeah. Now, I wish I could sit here and tell you that, you know, all 20 staff members got saved and they're all going to church. That's not the case. There's actually two who got unsaved while you were there. <laughs> but no, but I was going to say legit, there was two people that I, I kept on inviting to church. We just kind of always worked together. And they came, and uh, one of them was this girl that brought her boyfriend, and, you know, they didn't hate it. And so it's kind of reminded me I probably should check back in on them. But I say all that to say I personally found absolutely no passion when it came to going to the Alamo, working from, like, 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, but I found, like, a little mini mission while I was there. And I think that sometimes when you're working these jobs that you don't love, you don't feel super fired up about, God can actually have you there for a bigger reason than just yourself. Yeah. And I wish I would have realized that sooner while I was there was, I think God put me at the Alamo, sure, to like work and save up some money before I came to Colorado. But I was this really weird, interesting Christian person to a lot of these people that could have cared less. And I think, I, I would like to think that I left leaving a positive mark about yeah, Jesus great. in people's life. And I think that can be a huge motivation yeah. in some of the jobs you might not be fired up about. Yeah, and I think it's easy for people to brush that aspect of it off. Um, but I, I want you to think about this. Like, 
Jesus came to this earth to seek and save the lost, and then he left. He completed his job. He left. The Holy Spirit now resides in anybody who follows, uh, puts their faith into Jesus. And when we say yes to Jesus now, we've been put on mission, the same mission that Jesus came to, like, seek and save the lost. Like, we've been put on that same mission, that assignment. And I think we have to look at our lives and the places where God puts us as, like, our assignment of, like, think in, like, military terms, the amount of assignments that you're put on that probably don't want to be on. Yeah. But that's your assignment and that's yeah. your mission. And you've been called to that. And you faithfully serve that that assignment and that mission. And I think as soldiers of Christ, like, we're put on assignment. And I think it's such a detriment um, when when we've been put on assignment and we're just frustrated with it, we're, we're trying to look past it. And I, I think if, if there's any value that you can get from this conversation is that God has placed you in the place that he's put you for such a time as this. Like he placed yeah. you in the family that he's placed you in. He's placed you at the job, around the people, because he's put you on assignment. And so um, I, I think that there's something very, very powerful. That's why Scripture says, work unto God yeah. and not unto man. Yeah, big um, time. So if, if your job at your work is like, the man's holding me down and I hate working for these people, like, great. You weren't. You're working for God. Yeah, and that like, doesn't define you or your no, season. No, no, it really doesn't. And so um, I, I, I don't know. So so wherever you're at is where you will have the most influence. Yeah. Um, and you cannot compartmentalize this season with the next season. Like I think 20-somethings try to do that a lot. It's like compartmentalize. Like I just got to get through this, and once I get through this, then well, I'll get to the thing that I want. But who you are right now and the character you build right now and the integrity you walk in um, and the work ethic you have right now and the job that you hate will flat out translate yeah. to the next season of life. So um, don't allow yourself to be like, I just got to get through this because uh, you're going to miss some really, really cool opportunities and um, and potentially great relationships that God placed you at. So Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. So if you've been listening, um, I think that absolutely God has created you for work. Um, I think that every single person on this planet has a unique and creative expression, whether that's um, like being a literal artist to whether that's being somebody who like builds homes or honestly, even like we have this trash guy that like drives around our house every Monday or Tuesday morning. And I don't know why Aaron and I have kind of had this little habit of We'll like drink coffee out on our front porch in the morning. And Ezra, she has this like little bike that she like scoots her feet on. And this guy, he's just like the nicest guy ever who comes and picks up our trash. Like yeah. that, that is, and this might sound a little hyper spiritual, but he loves it. You can tell he's not like dreading it. He loves it. And he's yeah. talking to everybody. That's his like creative mm-hmm. giving back to what, what God's put in his hands. And so God's made you for work. I think he's made you to work a specific purpose and a specific reason. And even if you're not in something that brings you passion, I think like what Andrew said earlier, you can bring your passion to your work and you can set the tone and you can set the table. And even if it's not something you do the rest of your life, there's things in this season that God wants you to learn and has put you specifically there to learn them. Yeah. And wouldn't you say that there's nothing more attractive than when someone who's doing a job that you know they probably shouldn't like, 
but they're doing it with such joy oh, yeah. and passion and excitement. There's something, I don't know what it is, but there's someone I see somebody in a job, I'm like, you should probably not like this job, <laughs> but you're like so joyful and having so much fun. There's something, but I'll tell you, there's nothing more unattractive yeah. than engaging with someone who's working at a job that they hate and you know they hate it. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow, you're going to be a joy to be around today. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, like we yeah. are, so, we are like... Um, image bears. So we're joy bears. We're peace bears. We're hope bears. And like, so when you're in your environment, that should, every other one of your coworkers are like, this freaking sucks. And you bring joy to that environment and excitement and a smile. Why do you think people love going to Chick-fil-A? Yeah. When I could go to Burger King across the street, and I'm like, no, I, those people won't even look me in the eye. <laughs> These people are saying like, my pleasure. <laughs> Dope. I'm going. I'm going to spend an extra four bucks on this chicken sandwich. So, I, you know, I just think that there's there's something to that. Um, and so, and I and we have to be that. Like, don't yeah. please don't think that just because we're pastors and we're doing the thing that we've always wanted. Every part of our job. No, heck no. There are many parts of our job. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm an image bearer of Christ, and I have to present myself. Um, that creates an environment for people when they're around me at, yeah. at the work environment to that wants them to be more like Jesus. I don't know. So no, that's absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. So um, that that's going to kind of wrap up this, this first little section. We're going to come back next week and talk a little bit more about, you know, how do you get to your dream job then? And, and all, all things work and career related since this is such a huge chunk of your life. Um, but before we pray and wrap up, any final thoughts? Or did you just share all your final thoughts? I just shared everything that I have <laughs> of value. <laughs> of value. Yeah. Hey, work is important. It's not a wasted season. Um, and so no matter where you're at, no matter what you do, make the most of it. Honor God. And and you set the temperature of your attitude and your your workplace. And think of it, if if you literally can't stand anything that you're doing, at least think of it as a mission where you can possibly encourage somebody, push somebody towards Jesus. <clears throat> At the end of the day, that's the most important thing anyway. Yeah, so, Andrew, will you pray for us, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this part one up. Yes, Lord, thank you so much for our time. Lord, thank you for all the, the listeners. Um, Lord, I believe that um, you had them tune into this podcast for a reason. Lord, if there's people listening where they couldn't be more passionate and excited about their job, Lord, I pray that that would— that fire would stay lit. Um, Lord, for the person who finds themselves just struggling, looking for a paycheck, Lord, I pray that you'd give them um, clear vision. Lord, I pray they would maybe stop right now and say, God, like, show me the assignment that you placed before me. Lord, show me that there's a bigger, bigger purpose to uh, the work that I'm doing right now. Lord, show me the people that you put me in place here for. Um, yeah, God, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to work and the opportunity in our culture to to make money so that we can pay bills. Lord, when there um, are billions of people on our planet who would give anything to have the jobs that we have uh, and have the resources that we have, Lord. So, uh, Lord, may we just say, hey, God, thank you. Like, Thank you for this job. Thank you for this paycheck. Thank you for my ability to pay the bills and have a roof over my head and have a full stomach, Lord. So uh, at the end of the day, Lord, we just need to come to you at a place of gratitude. Um, and just trust that you've put us on mission and gave us the exact assignment, Lord, that we're currently living out, Lord. So we love you. We trust you. That's all it's your name. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Um, for all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can follow us on Instagram or you can go to redrocksya.com. Um, and then if you're in the Denver area and maybe you're still kind of watching church uh, on the weekends from home or, or you're trying to get plugged in somewhere, go to redrockschurch.com. Find a location that's closest to you and get plugged in. Um, we're doing church. We're having a blast. More and more people are coming every week. And so be a part of it. Don't miss out. And we would love to see you there. And so next week, uh, we'll jump back on and continue part two of our conversation about work, careers, callings, all of that good stuff. We love you guys and we'll see you next week.